Hi, I'm Ali Rasul. I'm Isabel Kanon. I'm Ellie Posadas. I'm Mary Chris Rivera. And, and we, we are, are the Tita Collective. We are a multidisciplinary group of Filipina artists based in Toronto. And today we're talking about Magkasama, which means together. and just like check in what's happened in the last month. Um, <laughs> well, the world is in pandemic um, crisis. Crisis, yeah. <laughs> um, Manila right now is on lockdown and my family is there. So that's been interesting. But just the energy of the world, even in the last two days, has shifted and it's been more somber and yeah. feels like gray skies all the time. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a heaviness and eeriness almost. Because even though you see people, you know, it's so interesting because we're talking about Makasama and it's mm-hmm. like there's a, there's a huge lack of togetherness. Because mm-hmm. it's sort of just like, you know, people are like, oh, you know, 2020 is going to be the year. And then all of a sudden, like... Just all, all these, these different things, things happen, like Kobe Bryant's passing and then now the coronavirus. And it's like, it's really showing people's true colors. And I was just thinking, like, when I was on the subway today, how it really felt like everyone was there, just like every person for their own or every man for their own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so, I don't know, it's it's like, that's the opposite of like, things don't work that way. This is why the universe works the way that it does or this is how the world moves around is because it's almost that idea of yin and yang like you can't do one without the other Mm. yeah and so it's so interesting where it's like now all of a sudden it's like fight or flight but like okay let's take a step back to to think about other people and i do appreciate like people are going crazy and i get it it's kind of like a human human response to like go into panic mode and and you know stock up on freaking toilet paper (laughs) and whatever but then mary chris you shared that post on instagram today about let's think about the people who don't have the privilege to stock up on things Mm -hmm. and it's like we forget often it's like no things work more smoothly when we're actually working with each other Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what's funny? Um, so Manila's on lockdown, and I mm-hmm. FaceTimed with my family, mm-hmm. and I was wondering if how is the energy there? And they're so happy still. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, we're on lockdown. <laughs> there are lines everywhere. <laughs> but they're like so because they're together and they're mm-hmm. doing this together. And I feel bad because I'm not there. I was like, I want to be on lockdown with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, so. Earlier today on Facebook, I saw that there is this group for, like, at least for Toronto people, it's like mm-hmm. caremongering uh, amidst COVID-19. So it's just like a group of, yeah, I believe it's like Toronto or GTA-based people who are all kind of like sharing resources or Aww. sharing like different links of like how you can survive. People are posting like, hey, I need a little bit of help here. I'm a single mom of like three kids. Aww. I can't really afford this. Um, and I've been seeing people jumping in. Like, let me know what you need. I'm going to do the grocery store run for you. Uh, or I've got this much toilet paper or canned goods or all of yeah. that. And I'm happy to just donate it to you. And, and I'm also seeing people. Uh, I saw someone post about 
uh, they're leaving notes in their neighbors like mailboxes where they are elderly like elderly people mm-hmm. who live there oh. and so they're also doing like the grocery runs for them because they are the ones who or they're one of the groups that are most vulnerable. Right, yeah. So it's been nice. And I, as far as I know, these are all just complete strangers mm-hmm. who happen to live in maybe in the same geographical area. But it gives me a little hope to see that there is some sort that there are people that like we understand that the way that the world is handling this news right now is not good. It's not helpful. Mm-hmm. So let's see if we can bridge that together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really like um, it's kind of a test on how strong your communities are mm-hmm. and yeah. that's sort of like how clearly some people value community and togetherness more than other people and I was thinking about like you know individualism versus collectivism like individualism is like people who are hoarding all those yep. TP yeah. and like don't get me wrong they're probably like hoarding it for their family too right yeah. like mm-hmm. but then there are people who are just like my family is part of a community and just have that kind of thinking and I think we see that too in our community a lot um, when it comes together it's really strong and we can get through anything mm-hmm. so it's so weird to like talk about this in the context of coronavirus because mm-hmm. like if we weren't talking about if if we weren't talking about it in this context I would say like you know Filipinos are very community based but they are very fractured in the same way yes. especially like along the the cross generation lines yeah. like, and and I think for us like one of our big mandates is to bridge that gap mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, now that it's in this context, it's like, oh, there are, like, so many different gaps that need, yeah. it's so, <clears throat> just, like, from watching, like, Facebook and seeing how people are and what they prioritize. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there are people who are faster, who are faster at being like, okay, we're on lockdown versus some people who are like, oh, I'm going to continue doing the thing that I'm going to do yeah. until someone tells me to stop. Yeah. Mm. I find people who are like more like collectivists tend to be like, okay, we're gonna stop before it gets worse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the people who are more individualistic are kind of like, I'm gonna see how much I can get away with. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Right. And I think like there was a message from like there's a message from people who were like in Italy mm. who are like, Don't do what we did. Like we waited until someone told us, told us to stop and it was already too late by then. And I find that people Right now, um, in Toronto, are kind of complaining that everyone's um, panicking. I mean, I, I don't know if it's panicking, but you know what we're doing right now in Toronto. People are just like, "Oh, this is this is an over exaggeration." Like that's what they're saying. But also, like Canada went through this with SARS, and and it it was so big here, and that's why we're we're doing all of these precautions so that we don't end up there. And 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 yet. Here, there, you you know, it just reminds me of those people that, uh, you know, when when people, maybe this is not for this. <laughs> but I was gonna say like when they commit suicide on the train on the subway TTC. Yeah. And then people are like, oh, someone committed suicide again. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's like, oh, it's a inconvenience to my commute to work. Like yeah. shut up. But it's like let's think about. Like, what's actually the grand scheme of things yeah. yeah like how what's the mental health situation yeah. of our like people yeah Which, again like in in some way to this whole thing is like people are buying into so many stigmas about it where it's just like okay well like you know sort of just like how you know stigmas stigmas on mental health or you know just anything like um 
you know, sexually transmitted diseases, like all these different things. And it's like now all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, you know, you can just fend for your own in that case. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, what does that do to somebody then? Because, you know, it's really interesting. And I feel like maybe that's this is the energy that everyone is kind of going at. It's like I feel like a a level of loneliness and it's yes. like, yeah. Why, yeah. why do I feel like that? But it's like, is are we showing up for each other? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's why um, today, because we, we have a show still today. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just messaged the Tita thread and I was like, can we just hang out after? <laughs> I, I, I felt the loneliness yeah. today yeah. and yesterday. Everyone's just exactly on their own. Yeah. The loneliness and the panic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so easy to... As I find like Toronto specifically is like a city where people live in their own bubbles. Mm. And, and like, I'm sure this goes across for like many other different places too. But especially in the context of, in context of coronavirus, when you're already in your own bubble and all this external panic is, ha- is happening around you, then you're just like further spiraling down into that. It's yeah. so much harder to pull yourself back up which is why I feel like I know we have a show today but I was like and I know that we all have like not feeling the greatest but it's nice to at least like I'm gonna see my titas yeah and like at least we're gonna be together and like that's it's almost like a different way of recharging exactly and this is our last show for a while we're taking a break from it because of all this um uh so we're going to go out with one last laughter, hopefully lift people's spirits. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing <clears throat> to add just togetherness is like we really thrive on huge communities coming together to watch the show yeah. mm-hmm. because we feed off that energy of like coming together and just like celebrating. Um, so I don't know. Well, it's a very interesting virus because now we're, what's that called? It's the social distancing. Yeah. yeah. And we are very touchy-feely. You know? <laughs> and, yeah. and so it's that like community versus almost like this virus is telling you to be like, be a loner. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's disheartening a little bit. Mm. I was like reading a meme today about how like for people who like are feeling, um, who need like, uh, affection like physical touch yeah. to, to help soothe their depression and unhappiness this is like the worst thing that can ever yeah. happen because yeah. yeah. we're feeling this way because of this thing but in order for us to prevent it from spreading you can't do the one thing that makes you feel better yeah, yeah. so it's like okay i'm so glad <laughs> i have a weighted blanket <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it really is taking a toll on people's like health in a lot of like yeah. mental health, physical health. Our love is divine. I see the distant stars igniting bright lights on fire, on fire, on fire. I dream of eternity. So why is um maybe we could go around and be like, why is community important to you? I, I like to be around people. That's what I, like, I am an empath. I'm, like, a very maternal person. And so I, one of my, I feel like my purposes here is to, to care for other people. So when I am unable to do that, to care for people and to be around other people, I don't feel like myself. 
Um, and this is why I'm also a performer is because it's like a very real, tangible thing. Like you can see other people show up and and feel affected by it. And so, I don't know. That's that's why it's important to me um, because it's 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 kind of like my being. It's who I am. Is I'm a people person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, don't get me wrong, I do love my solitude a lot, but you, again, like, your solitude, you, you, you can't, um, appreciate that unless you, you have all the other things as well. Yeah. Um, and I feel comfort knowing that I do have a community, even when I am on my own, I can walk out, and you said this before, Alia, where it's like, you know, when, when she's kind of like hitting the fan, it's okay because you can message in our group chat and someone will show up for you. Mm-hmm. But imagine if you didn't have that community. Mm-hmm. That's just one community, you know? And I have like my work, my JoJo work community and I have you guys and I have my family and my other friends that I grew up with. And it's like, what would I do without mm-hmm. all those different communities? But also like different communities also serve for different purposes. and. Really, what's the point without other people? Truly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I think for me, it's I'm used to it. Mm. I have like a big family. I have uh, three brothers. But what people don't realize is not only did I live with my bro- brothers for so long, we were all in the same room up until I would until we moved to Canada really and when I when I first slept on my I couldn't I couldn't I was like what is this so I went down and was with my brothers anyway (laughs) I just couldn't sleep on my own for a while because that was just like from the very beginning I was already surrounded by people almost 24 7 I, I actually never got alone time back in the day I'm I'm learning about alone time yeah. right now and it's great don't get me wrong but I still find that I I gather up my energy when I'm talking to people like that's how I recharge mm-hmm. uh, there's True. yeah there are like two different types of recharging like yeah sometimes I can recharge on my own if I'm like maybe physically tired or mentally but if mm-hmm. I'm emotionally drained I would love to be with people mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I think for me, community is like my anchor, mm-hmm. where like I like a lot of people when I tell them that I like when I was younger I was like really shy and introverted and I wouldn't want to talk to people except for those who I really trusted and was <coughs> close with, mm-hmm. and then I got into theater and then all and then that all changed, <laughs> uh, but. I find that I do love my alone time. I love solitude. I love solitude, like what you were saying, Ali, mm-hmm. and I value that kind of recharging time. But I also have an anxiety disorder, so oftentimes my mind's gonna go crazy and like not crazy, but it tends to spiral like mm-hmm. really, really quickly. And I remember when I first moved out, and I was talking with my mom about moving out for the first time and saying that I think I do need to live with a roommate or somebody else who can like kind of hold me down Mm. so that when things get when I get too in my head or if I start getting a panic attack there's somebody there that I can kind of rely on to kind of like bring me back down and really you're okay and kind of validate like you're okay you're gonna get through this and I realized like I live in a house with two soon to be three other roommates and 
I know a lot of people who like to live alone, and I know personally for me, just like having other people around is it's it's like my safety net. Mm. And uh, finding that balance between having the alone time where I can recharge, but then also being around with my communities in different capacities is just kind of a way for me to. It's like reassures me that like, hey, everything you're doing is really cool or or is really good, and you are taking care of yourself, or they'll remind me to take care of myself. Yeah. Um, or care or like or care for me in the times in the times that I feel like I can't mm-hmm. or hold me accountable or if I'm doing like really shitty things mm-hmm. which yeah I just find that communities are like my safety net oh, can I yeah. just add to that because yeah. that is interesting too I find that if it's something for just me sometimes I won't I can't find the drive to do it yeah. but if I know I'm doing it for somebody else it, I, I'm more driven. Yeah. Accountability, mm-hmm. accountability, that's really, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. That's an important one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for me, like, community, um, it's so funny because for the longest time, um, like, having grown up in different diasporas around, like, not just, not just in Canada, but, like, in the Middle East, too, like, community is kind of expected like as a filipino like you're you're expected to like take part in that but there's also like a weird kind of stigma to it like sort of an expectation that um i don't know you're right like i think like there is a a bit of competitiveness that's also a little bit toxic and i've always Mm. been curious about what that is about Mm. i'll be honest i don't quite get that what would what it's sort of just like, okay, I mean, I don't know if this has to go in here, but it's sort of just like um, that sketch that we did uh-huh. with um, I, Belinda was my daughter and Mary Chris was your daughter. Yeah. And we came into oh, the dinner party yeah. and it was like, no, my daughter is better. She can do this. And my daughter oh. is better. She can do this. Yeah. So it was always like there was, be, because there wasn't enough space or opportunity for all these marginalized groups to have an opportunity yeah. to, to shine right. yep. there was only room for one of those people yes gotcha so that's what i mean the competition because low-key it's like in your face kind of and that's kind of that side that i that, that was really toxic where it's like oh yeah 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 but it's like you beat her or else you know like yeah you better true. be better no it's true like yeah. it's like who's yeah. the favorite cousin yeah. yeah kind of thing so i mean like there so i think Overall, I think community is really important. I think it's like our pathway to like decolonization Mm -hmm. because it really makes you um, accountable to a group of people and not just, you know, having like looking out for yourself. And I think like sharing like intergenerationally sharing like the wisdom and the heritage is actually like very healthy and it actually Mm -hmm. and then, you know, and so the lack of that, which is like. I kind of grew up with a little bit of that, like the lack, just like sort of a fractured kind of community where um, the youth don't feel that connected to Mm. the elders and each of the elders, I think, are like trying to leave a legacy on their own and because there's not enough space because of, you know, varying factors like colonialism and like racism and oppression, then they're all fighting for the same, like you know like seed <laughs> like yeah. the, um so it becomes like this toxic environment which has like he- held us back for a long time i do feel like the shift is happening and yes, i feel like I agree. things like our show is 
unpacking that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And yeah. that's personally, like, that's personally what I'm interested in as an artist, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember, so I'm working on a play called Tang Ina, um, which talks about cross-generational friendships, which I thought, like, if you think about it, like, I have a lot of friends in different ages, but then um, in our last workshop in October, I brought in maybe, like, five to six different Philippine artists to talk about a theme, like, five different themes, five different days, and we all talked about, like, each theme, like, capitalism, easy, talk about that for three hours, we could talk about it for days, labor, exhaustion, so easy. The last one was cross-generational friendships, and I asked the question, like, so, um, can each of us go around and talk about, like, a friendship that we have with someone who's not, you were there, America, like, someone who's not of our generation, and literally everyone was (laughs) like, um... (laughs) What do you mean by friend? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they were all like, oh, like, like I be- mean, I have my titas who I talk to on a regular basis. Yes. But they're my mom's friends. Yeah. Yeah. But then it was easy for them to be like, yeah, but I have a friend, Bob, from accounting or whatever. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So that was a really interesting, like, what is that? <laughs> you know, what is that? Why? Is it, an, is it an idea of like hierarchy or like, because it's always, for me, in my family, it's always like, that's your tita, she's your elder, you have to respect her. Yeah. Manopo. Yeah. 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 So, it, that yeah, it's a weird thing, in my mind, because of the way that I was brought up to be, to be friends with someone who would be my tita. Yeah. That's true. Uh, I got my hair cut before, and uh, the salon artist, when it went... I'm so sorry, but when they're Filipino and they're like, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm like, okay. <laughs> just, but, if, but if it's any other race, I'd be like, yeah, can you please do this? Yeah, and I'm like yeah. so confident. Yeah. But with, with Filipinos, I, I can't. Yeah. Where does that come from? I don't know. Where does that come from? problem oh. i can't find a partner oh. i keep going on dates but you know sometimes i tell a joke and then they just look at me with dead eyes they don't laugh seriously what? Yeah. they're so funny i know right they must be boring i know ah if only there was you know like a way that i knew their humor right away ah don't worry tita's got you <gasps> have you ever heard of Hi. Hello. Hi. What? Hi. No, no, no. Hi. It's the dating app with icebreaker games and quizzes for funny people like you. Wow. Oh, it's kind of like getting to know someone over Cards Against Humanity. Oh my gosh, I own that. And you know what? What? Mm-hmm. The Titas have a quiz. <gasps> what? It's what kind of silog are you? <gasps> I hope I'm long silog. I hope I'm top silog. I hope I'm to silog. So go to hi.com, that's three eyes forward slash chica chica to download hi and take our quiz. And if you use Instagram, post your results and tag us and let us know if we got you right. Titas, I'm back. Oh, oh hi. hi. It was very funny. Hi. <laughs>
like that's why that's why I started writing Tanya in the first place because um, I when I was like in my mid twenties. I somehow became like the general manager of a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And so I was in charge of like I was the boss of like a lot of elder Filipinas and that like fucked me up. Yeah. It was I can't ve- imagine, yeah. It was very weird and hard for me to get over mentally. Like there were parts of me that I had to compartmentalize and just like I hid my age because <laughs> I thought that would help. Mm. And then um it's just hard to like like if someone was late i'm like okay <laughs> yeah. you know so i had to really get over certain things yeah and then there was but then one day and why this is why it's called tongue you know one day one of them uh one of them like i can overhear them they were like looking for supplies because they were about to like prep a meal or whatever they're prepped for something and they were like who took my head? And it, but it was like funny, right? Yeah. It was like swearing in the same way, like you know, you would swear around friends, yeah. and we're all like laughing and giggling. And that was the first time I ever felt I was like, oh, okay, this person who I work with, who's like an elder Filipina, who I still obviously like, can you know respect, but now we reach a level where we're friends, and this is rare and it's amazing. Yeah, you know, and I think like. Um, I don't know. Like, there's a power to that. Mm-hmm. I think there's a power to that. Like, yeah. I feel like because of this sort of fear of our elders, mm-hmm. which like fear and respect don't have to go hand in hand. I so, know, but I think I think that's why. Like, when we were uh, as as kids, I think that's what they kind of instilled instilled yeah. in us. Like, yeah. fear and respect are the same thing. Yeah, yeah. But like, then they don't tell us as much as they would. Do you know what I mean? Like, everyone's putting their best foot forward. Mm. I think even our elders. I think now that I'm a bit older, like, I can ask my parents things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, point blank. Now that I'm older, and which is why um, I think it's, like, kind of cool to be this age where we still sort of, we still are with it. <laughs> we still get the youth, but now we're starting to understand our parents. So I always, like, um, for me, it's like, oh, we're translating. We're like translating. We're yeah. like, that's, we're in a really cool position in this time of our lives to be like a bridge. And so to be we be titas in this generation. To be titas. Yeah. So we can like start really developing the, that relationship, but then translating that to the youth. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is so interesting because I think about like my relationship with my nieces, my niece and nephew mm-hmm. is so different from my, my relationship yeah. to my my titas and titos yeah because the way that i talk to gabe and rosie i talk to them like they're my friends yeah (laughs) yeah where i'm just like i never had this relationship and i thought that's kind of cool but also like am i not a mature tita (laughs) you're just the cool aunt yeah right but it's interesting though because it's like we're speaking the same language and that's why this work is so important and when we do so many gigs that involve the youth, it's because it's like, no, we're, we're here for you. We're listening. Yeah. You know? We understand. We've been there. Yeah. And it's like... We are still there. Yeah, exactly. We're like the cool ants. Just kidding. Well, oh my God. I mean, we kind of... We are the cool ants. We are. Ants, yeah. In a way. And I think like... I don't know. I remember... So maybe let's talk... Why don't we talk about Ottawa? Like, how are we feeling yeah. about Ottawa? Like, uh, maybe we can go around and be like, what were our takeaways from Ottawa? Even though we already did a video about that. <laughs> yeah. But I, th- I was like... Thinking about it yesterday, I was like, why was it so freaking amazing? There were so many reasons for it. Um, 
Yeah. Anyone want to go? I find that the most meaningful performances that we do of Tita, Tita jokes are the ones where the audience is filled with faces that look like ours. Mm-hmm. And just seeing the... Not even just like seeing their faces because obviously stage lights, but even just feeling the energy of like these are all they know like these are all children of the diaspora, mm-hmm. and they know exactly like what the experiences that we talk about in the show. I think having that sense of comfort, we could really just like lean in and be ridiculous, and we could throw in the more Filipino references that may not necessarily work for other shows, where. There aren't a lot of Filipinos in the audience. Mm-hmm. I think knowing that there is again that kind of like that safety net of people that they know this, we don't have to explain anything. And it was even like reflected in the talk back too, because mm-hmm. sometimes we do talk backs, and the question that we always get first is like, "So, how did you start?" <laughs> yeah. Or um, just like, "Where do you come up with your material?" Yeah. Whereas the talk back in Ottawa. The first question was from a Filipino comedian who was just starting out in sketch and is already kind of struggling with uh, putting his voice forward in the sketches and the content that he creates. And like, how do I deal with that weird power dynamic Mm -hmm. with a really predominantly white uh, comedy troupe? Yeah. And me. I was like, this is the first question. We are jumping straight know, in. Yeah. Which I said, pretend they don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean. <laughs> anyway. But I think also, um, like, one more thing there was, like, with the, especially with the youth, they're so loud. Yeah, and we could really yeah. feel that. We could feel yeah, that energy. When they love something, they really loved it. They were stomping their feet. And we are like, yes. Yeah. Or just, like, calling out and just, like, really not being afraid to express what they were feeling and the emotions they were going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> they're so smart. Yeah. 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 They're so smart. And, like, it made me, in in a positive way, be like, man, I, I, I wish that I had that sense of awareness and mm. um, sort of the, the passion and the drive that they had when I was a kid. And, like... It just was really inspiring and it surprises me all the time how inspired I am by people who are younger than me. Mm-hmm. Because when you're growing up, you always think that your mentors are going to be people who are older. But I'm learning so much from these these young adults. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's inspiring in a way that like when I grew up, it was always such a, a weird dynamic where I had such a bad relationship with my Filipinoness mm-hmm. for so many different reasons. So like I grew up in Scarborough, which was very diverse and... Um, you know, trying to to find my footing and and who what what sort of tribes I belong to and all those things, um, with also celebrating what I was passionate about. So I, you know, I grew up in that kind of community, but I also did musical theater and theater. So I traveled downtown where, you know, all those kids were predominantly white. So it was like, I sometimes didn't feel like I fit in with the Filipino kids, and then I definitely as much as I, you know, tried to hide it, didn't fit in with all the white kids, um, I I just didn't know what I was owning. So I didn't own that Filipino-ness. And I, I, I see now how proud they are to be mm-hmm. Filipino. And it makes me really happy because I was ashamed of it for mm-hmm. a really, yeah. really, yeah. really long time. Yeah. And I did everything that I could to try to hide that. I remember I celebrated the fact that people thought that I was mixed. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. Yep. And I thought to myself, and, you know, 
you know, why, why did I, why did I, why was I proud of that? Why was I proud of that? And this is just like full through and through youth who are Filipino. And I don't know, it's just exciting to see how you were saying, like how hype they were to see things that they could really relate to so much so that they were like, what? This is crazy. (laughs) I understand everything. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still relatable. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't age. That Mm. doesn't age. Yeah. It's just only now that we're actually putting it up on stage for people to see. Yeah. So it just, and just also another thing too is like how organized the whole thing was. (laughs) And I felt taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But also in a way that wasn't like you should fear us. Yeah, yeah. it was a, an intergenerational like friendship. You yeah. know, like yeah, I felt friends with them. I didn't feel like we, we were communicating. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and so just as much as they, you know, showed us a lot of respect, it's also like that goes hand in hand for sure. You know, with them as well. It didn't matter how old everyone was, but it was just like a pleasure for both ends life like yes. i'm yeah. doubly inspired so i want to talk about so pinoy's in parliament but like super skills too mm. yeah right like i had a great time mm-hmm. it was so amazing to watch all of these like like these young adults like put their best foot forward Mm -hmm. and they're all just there to have fun and like don't get me wrong it it was a party in itself like there was a lot like there was enough people who like like different the different like fsas from the different universities drove in not everyone could make it but like for me i was like i wish there were more people in the community to see it because like for one thing like yes support but also man like for me, it really filled my spirit up. Mm-hmm. I was so inspired, and I think like, like the community should be there, and and it's sort of like mm-hmm. a cycle, right? So it's sort of the idea of like, yes, like the 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 elders and the older people in the community can pass on like wisdom and experience and stuff, yeah. but then the youth will give that back as life 100%. and inspiration. So it's like that's. That's community. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, Super Skills is, uh, I think it's an annual celebration of all the I think it's Filipino 23 students. years old. Damn. Okay. <laughs> it's been going, so it's going on, uh, going on for a long time, but it's like the annual cele- like celebration or get together of the different Filipino student associations at universities across Canada. And like, yeah, some people aren't able to, weren't able to make it, but that's totally okay. They even play videos from the FSAs, from the, those who couldn't be there. And they all sent over like their love and like fun videos. And there was, I remember, I don't remember which group it was, but there was a hilarious one that did a whole Bruno Mars bit. And we're like, man, they're funny too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're so, they make me proud to be Filipino. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when we started the show, there was this vibe that I got. Some teachers would come up to us after and would say, yeah, I, I didn't know what to expect. At first, I thought you were going to make fun of me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they'd see the show and they'd be like, oh, uh, you were just like telling my story. Yeah. So I was interested to see how this would do in a younger setting with younger audiences because okay we're we are being our titas now how do you respond to this 
And having their reactions was intense in a very good way because not only did did they get what we were saying like they 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 were they were living through us as well so they they kind of got what what are where our teachers are coming from now and now they know like before the show i kind of i don't know but i felt like they were a little bit hesitant to talk to us yeah. a little bit they were like oh yeah um um uh, bathrooms are here and stuff like that <laughs> yeah. and then after the show they're like wow can you tell me how to dye my hair like that and it's like <laughs> it's they became friends yeah. yeah and i think that 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 in itself like if we could bring like that audience with the older audience and in the end you know get them to watch our show yeah. and in the end have a party yes yeah. and that's our goal right i think yeah. i remember mm-hmm. the very first show Who was it? Who said that like you turned your audience into a community? I think Lily said that. Lily. Lily, so, my roommate yeah. Lily. So, um, Mary Chris's roommate Lily, who is lovely, lovely person. Um I remember we were talking about the first run of Tita jokes mm-hmm. and then Mary Chris had mentioned that Lily said that yeah, it really se- felt like you turned your audience into a community. Mm-hmm. And that's when, I think, like, it really, that's when we created, we created our mandate after that. Yeah. Because before that, I think our mandate was, like, from what we put in our um, grant was, like, oh, we wanted to elevate Philippine, Philippine performing arts. We weren't even really talking about community that much. Mm-hmm. But when Lily, when I heard Lily said that, and I felt like we all heard it, and we were all kind of like, that's, that's it. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. what... And that's kind of like we're in theater, right? And it's mm-hmm. like bringing groups of people together to enjoy a thing together, mm-hmm. um, which is lovely, which like, <laughs> which is kind of tough <laughs> in this context. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah, like mm-hmm. I think that was, that's it. Like we want to consistently create that community. Yeah. We want to keep... understand each other. Yeah. We can keep giving back and you know, that's what, that's why, that's why we do this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And we were saying like super skills has been around for a while now. Yeah. I remember when I was in university, I was um in super skills at one point and it is nothing compared to what it is now. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing is community. Um these people would go out of their way to transport themselves and their talent into this place you know whether it be through ttc <laughs> or just like trans you know what i mean but before it was like oh it's way too far i'll get them next time but this yeah. time they were like yeah let's do this let's yeah. try and go yeah. Yeah. everyone should go to super skills yeah. yeah just show up being there is a different like showing up is is different and you know talking about it i think yeah, yeah. yeah. and people, it really makes an impact yeah. yeah people think that it's just a talent show yeah. like what we see on tv i'm just like yeah. oh it's a talent show of kids yeah fine but that that this is intense yeah. <laughs> no it's a celebration of community yeah and of our culture like yeah. they put so much thought and like history into yeah. their pieces yeah. it's like i am so like yeah inspired and i think like as elders i guess if you can say that. yeah we're like at least yeah, 10 years exactly. older than everyone there as elders like it's our responsibility that if we want 
these kids to continue on this legacy, then we have to show up. Yeah. And, and show that we are here to support them. You know, it's like, you can't, we can't be like, you know, make sure that you continue on and celebrate this thing. But then don't go and celebrate. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. It make any sense. Yeah. yeah. And like, that's... The, those kinds of celebrations so i think like during dark time we were talking about isolation and loneliness because of like what's happening right now but to be honest like a big part of like my medicine and like a part of like is like those experiences i do like i draw on them when i need them the most like Mm -hmm. i just remember how i feel when i'm like watching something like amazing or just being in a crowd or or like at pinoy's on parliament when like uh I've never been in a comedy show where the reactions were more than just laughter. Yeah. Like, yeah. people got angry. They got frustrated. They got, like... They were, they were on like, their feet. There were, like, yeah. complicated emotions, too. Like, there were, like... Like, oh, my God! I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Filipino emotions that have no English translation. Yeah. They were, like, gigil. Yeah. They were kilig. They were... You know what I mean? <laughs> it was, like, amazing. And I... I, rem- I remember how that feels. And so when I feel alone and I'm, like, ugh... I do like I draw on that and I'm okay again, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go to super skills. Go to Parliament. <laughs> or just yeah, to any of those things where the youth are there. You know, interestingly, so um, Mel, who was basically taking care of all of our tech stuff at Super Skills, mm-hmm. um, Mel used to like I used to manage Mel in the same restaurant where I was like mm-hmm. like nervous. Oh. Yeah, so he was still applying to go to Ryerson and now he's like the finance person I think for Phil Casa and it was like really interesting to see like how I don't know like see how like I mean he was always like a smart smart Mm -hmm. person Mm -hmm. but then like also just seeing that blossom it's so funny I think sometimes we we look at younger people and then it's so easy to write them off well yeah you're a young person but then like if you actually witness their journey it's kind Mm -hmm. of beautiful yeah Mm -hmm. it's beautiful Mm -hmm. i mean i'm not i don't have kids but i guess this is sort of like similar (laughs) or being like you know an aunt or whatever Mm -hmm. tita it's sort of like uh, yeah it gives me joy and hope yeah for sure yeah Yeah. and uh, you know how some people are like oh the damn kids are doing this and that um I never felt that way with this generation of kids. No. no. They're so good at everything. Oh, my yeah. God. I respect them so much. Yeah. My niece yeah. and nephew are, like, oh my. crazy dancers. Yeah. Hey. Like, they dance professionally. It's insane. <laughs> and I'm just like, man, I wish I was that cool when I was younger. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and they're the saving way. the earth. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. So, like, my niece, like, I've also been, like, a niece and nephew. But I think with them, like, when I last spoke to my niece... Um, she was telling me about this report that everyone's presenting and she's like, everybody's talking about climate change, but I want to talk about like a more specific thing. And she's like, you can all like, uh, and she said something along the lines of like, you can talk about the panic, but what about what we're actually going to do to change it? Yes. She's 12. Wow. Yeah. I'm like, oh yes. my God. <laughs> she is 12. <laughs> saying earlier about when like you know growing up in Scarborough and like wanting to fit in with like the white kids even though we clearly weren't and I know that's something I feel like most of us not all of us have like faced with that um my niece and neck like both of them were telling me about the Filipino friends that they have at school 
And they're just, like, so happy. Like, my niece is, like, her best friend is Filipino. And she would tell me, like, how they talk about these different things. And she has a... They have a bit more complicated relationship because they're half. And, like, some people will think that they're white passing. Mm -hmm. And would not completely get that they're Filipino right off the bat. But you talk to them. And she's like, yeah, I live with my grandma. Or she's like, they've called me Tita since they were, like, since they were born. And I think especially since... We started doing things as a, as a Tita collective. Now that like, they're not afraid to ask, mm-hmm. and they'll say more things. Or like, if I say a couple more things, like in Tagalog, like mine is very like my Tagalog is pretty limited, mm-hmm. but I try and do as much as I can uh, to talk to them or like mm-hmm. uh, tell them a story. Be like, hey, there's this really like, did you see this like Filipino creator on YouTube? Because they love that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know about TikTok. I'm not like I'm not there yet. I don't know if they're on TikTok yet, but I love the, the, the <laughs> that's young, a whole other thing. Young too. creators on TikTok are amazing. Right? Yeah, so and they're fast. They're fast. They're, they're so. so oh my god! The, uh, like the coronavirus started, and they had content about it in like two minutes. I was okay, like, well, I don't how? Know how I feel about no, that. no, no, not the funny ones. Not the funny okay. ones. The ones that are like, let's do something about this. Aww. Yeah, and they were, there's a lot of like, here are tips on how to, you know, socially distance yourself. And these are kids doing this. Amazing. The ones that are making fun of it are are older people. (laughs) Yeah. So I think maybe like, maybe it's like a good thing to wrap. So this kind of reminds me of like the talk back we had in Ottawa. Maybe a good thing to wrap up is like, what's like the big takeaway that you have that you wish someone told you when you were younger? Hmm. Don't separate yourself from who you really are. Embrace it. I know that's kind of Mm -hmm. cliche, but the most successful things that you will do is because you are unique. And what makes you unique are the things that you think are insecure about. Yeah. Yeah. You have so much more power than you think you do, than what the Mm -hmm. systems make you think you do. Um not to worry about what other people think about you because I say this time and time again only you can bring yourself true happiness at the end of the day like and I I don't mean that like um you can't be happy with other people but at the end of the day it's like if you aren't happy with yourself then then it nothing else matters but again it's the same thing as embracing who you are I, I try I also tried to hide a lot of myself because I thought it was unconventional and weird and I wasn't gonna fit in. But those are all the reasons why I'm successful now. It's because mm. I embrace those parts of myself and it made me an individual and also taught me to just act from my intuition, my instinct and from my heart. And so I wish someone told me that just yeah. do what you feel like you want to do because it's 100% of the time right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I often do this nowadays where I literally imagine myself when I was six because I have a very clear picture of who she was. Mm-hmm. And, like, there were things that adults told her that were, like, limitations. Mm-hmm. And, like, I carry – like, that child raised me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, I'm going to start crying. But, like, I wanted – like, as a 33-year-old woman, like, I want to go back and tell her, don't listen to those yeah. people. Yeah. Don't listen. Like, Mary Chris is right. Like, you have more power. And a lot of the ideas that I pull from nowadays were ideas she came up with. 
Yeah. 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 I think the six-year-old me was like the last time I remember being like pure confidence, you know, pure Mm. confidence until people started telling her what she couldn't and she could do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But she knew what she could do. Yeah. Yeah. And she knew what I could do as 33 and I feel like I'm just living up to her power now. So it's like, yeah, trust in your power. Yeah. 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 You know, my power right now is like this strong woman that I identify as now. It was hers yeah. this whole time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, trust in your power. Same as miracles. Did we all do our thing? Yeah, we did our thing. Yes. I oh, want to say this one last thing just in, in terms of that of like, because um, when I went to Jamaica, I did a... Um, sort of like a meditation retreat and I did an exercise where we had to visit our shadow selves and that shadow self showed up showed up as my younger self my six-year-old self and um, one thing that they the person who was guiding us through this meditation uh, talked about something called the Ho'oponopono and it's sort of like a prayer and um, I practice this with myself all the time when I do envision my younger self um, I say, I'm sorry, please forgive me, I love you, and thank you. So, um, I think about that all the time. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say it again one more time. So, yeah. I'm sorry, please forgive me, I love you, and thank you. Yeah. Okay. Thank you! Thank you! This has been Chica Chica with the Titas. Give us a follow on Instagram. We're at tita.collective. We're on Facebook at Tita Collective. If you're on Twitter, we're also at tita underscore collective. And if you enjoy this podcast, please give us five stars or the highest rating on whichever podcast app you listen to, whether it's the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> That's a lot of podcasts. I'm like, yeah. All right. Okay. Thank you. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! Hi, I'm Maddox Campbell, host of Break a Wish, the podcast where all your dreams come true, but with terrible, ironic consequences. Each episode, we take a magic wish. Then, my comedian guests and I try to come up with the perfect, balanced cost. We break the wish down from every angle. I think I'd rather, well, would I rather be spit on the piano? <laughs> underwear excluded. I was, I was right. literally about to be like, okay, we haven't talked about underwear. You but haven't I feel talked like about underwear yet. Yeah. Why are your farts visible like a cartoon? I can't answer that That's question. That's the face of yes. <laughs> yeah. Could you use your weather powers to battle the meteorologists? No. Main part of the boot. I'm not looking for anything that might surprise ruin my day. Yeah. Surprise ruin your day. If my day. day's gonna be ruined, I want to know about it. For more information, visit breakawish.ca or thesonarnetwork.com. What would you wish for?